There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Tom Bernard Show with co-host Catherine Brandt, Andy Brandt-Bernard, Alex Brandt-Bernard-Rasmussen, Mike Molina, Tevin Pittman. And we'll be right back, kick off Hour 2, Tom Bernard Show. Due to the billions of marketing dollars spent by Walzer Automotive on Tom Bernard Podcast, you hopefully know that Walzer sells cars. What you might not know is that they also have two full-service collision repair centers in the Twin Cities. They're fully certified by all insurance carriers and can help you navigate all the paperwork if you ever have an accident. But wait, there's more. They've also been in the paintless dent repair business for nearly 30 years and can take those pesky dings out for just a fraction of what traditional bodywork costs. Broken windshield? Walzer Collision is a fleet of full-service mobile glass repair trucks as well. Walzer are pros at body and glass repair, but don't take my word for it. They have an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau and a nearly perfect 4.8 Google rating. Check them out at walzercollision.com. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt and talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. To keep my hands on myself. That. Portugal the man. Alex. I was going to say Portugal the man. Portugal the man is what is you're playing an ad, Dad. I don't really understand. You're you're playing an ad on your computer. Oh, God. There you go. <laughs> Unbelievable. What? <laughs> what is that noise? <laughs> Can't go to any news site or any site at all without it playing an it's audio still ad. Playing. Yeah, it'll still play, but oh no, Tim, you are you still on? Yes, I'm here. What? Oh, we're getting some. Yeah, we just get we get we get uh, when you're on. I can tell you're on because it, it echoes like mad. But I don't think they can hear it on the air, can they? No. No. Yeah, I think we just hear it in our headphones. Weird. So it's not a big deal. And you just hear um, me say I'll... weird twice because it echoes. No, it, we just hear ourselves echo in your phone. Weird. I really have no idea why it does that, but it does. Yeah. And so we'll get over it. No big deal. Three Goats and The Goat, Barnwell's Lessons of an Improbable NFL Final Four, Brady, Bortles, Foles, Keenum. 
If you had those guys in your quarterback Final Four before the season, congratulations on successfully traveling back in time to this entertainingly weird season of football. This was a weekend when a quarterback crop with four former league MVPs and or future Hall of Famers could have knocked uh, four neophytes out of the water, but the Pastors with a combined career record, uh, playoff record of 49-27 and lost three of four to the quarterbacks who came in the divisional round with one playoff start before this year. One. <laughs> it's too simplistic to use these uh, those three wins as the basis for a trend piece on how the league has changed. Two of those wins came down to the final play. If Julio Jones doesn't slip and Marcus Williams doesn't duck, the story might be about how veteran quarterbacks and experience are what wins close games in the postseason. Instead, the reality is that we ended up with three games that were each close enough to be decided or put out of reach by one play. That in itself is the story of 2017, even if it won't be the story of 2018 and beyond. There are lo- well, it always has been. There, there, there have been people in the past that came up with, well, look at Kurt Warner. Wasn't he working at a hardware store? Yeah, he was selling groceries, bagging groceries. Well, bagging groceries, that's what he was doing. So this has happened before in the past, but now three... I, I You know, Michael Bryant said it to me, and I, I do understand what he's, what he's saying here. Let's see. We got four people. We got Bortles. We got Keenum. We got... Uh, oh, who the hell is the third Nick one? Foles. I don't even remember. Yeah, Nick Foles. There you go. I forgot about Nick Foles. We got Keenum, Foles, Bortles, and Tom Brady. Who's the one that doesn't uh, fit in that uh, force? <laughs> but, you know, the league changes. The league changes all the time. It's a whole different deal. I don't – does anybody understand or has anybody heard what Williams thought he was doing when he ducked? Yeah, I, I mean, if you watch the play, Diggs does kind of slow down at the top of his route, and so I think maybe that kind of threw Williams off, and so he whiffed, but he also put his head down trying to make the tackle, so he wasn't looking at what he was trying to hit. And Well, the thing that I heard afterward uh, on the uh, post-game show, and they had the, um, you know normally how they go to L.A. for the official? Um, yes. I thought it was that guy that said, the coaches are probably telling him the last thing you want to happen in this situation is an interference penalty. So the guy was probably trying his best not to interfere with him. Unfortunately for him, not only did he duck and whiff, he knocked out the other guy, the other saint that was there giving. Right, he did, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and you know, and I didn't catch that right away because obviously a great play like that you watch over and over again because it's so awesome. I noticed, I was like, oh my God, if there were any chance of getting digs, it was the guy that he knocked out. It was like boom, boom, and it was over. So, yeah, so basically my understanding is he tried to avoid interfering because that would have stopped the play, and then we would have had the opportunity for the field goal. I tell you, it's uh, it's amazing because there's an article on ESPN.com about Case Keenum uh, for people outside the, uh, the Midwest. Case Keenum is the starting quarterback for the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, it's the situation, not the player. When the Vikings desperately needed a big play on offense, it didn't seem like they had it in them. Both Keenum and offensive coordinator Pat Shermer have had breakout seasons in 2017, and it wouldn't be a surprise to see them both making a lot more money in bigger roles together somewhere next season. After the Saints, the Saints went up 21-20 to in the fourth quarter and Keenum needed to march the Vikings down the field, though he and his offensive coordinator had few answers. On their first drive, Keenum looked frazzled and came up with one big play, a 24-yard duck to Adam Thielen that saw the star receiver draw two flags on corner Marshawn Lattimore and still come up with a circus catch. The Vikings gained five more yards before Kai Forbath kicked a 53-yard field goal to take the lead. Uh, The Saints subsequently drove and took the lead, and you know what happened next. Keenum hit Stephon Diggs on a dig route for 19 yards. Uh, which the Saints were likely happy to give away, given that it kept the Vikings inbounds and forced them to use their last time out. Keenum's next two passes were incomplete, and you already know what happened on the third down. The former Houston star made a good throw to the side. A good throw? That was a great throw. Yeah. It was more than a good throw, don't you think? Oh, it was perfect. Yeah. I mean, a good throw. If he would have thrown it uh, and Diggs wouldn't have had to go for it, don't you think there would have been a chance for interception? I mean, he, he left up to get that catch. Yeah. So I don't know if that yeah. was planned or not, but my God, it seemed it seemed 100% on target to me. Yeah. 
exactly what I was going to say. What the F? It's exactly what I was going to say. Is there a big market for Spanish football restreams? Oh, yeah. No, it's not a restream. That's That's a live game. Yeah. Well, you know what I mean. And Espanol is all I have to say to you, Buster. <laughs> I didn't think most people who didn't speak English cared about football. No, there are, there are a lot of Mexican immigrants that love American football. Huh. A lot of them. Uh, in any case, uh, yeah, say he made a good throw to the sideline only for Diggs to elude a bizarrely bad tackle attempt from Marcus Williams and turn up field for one of the most incredible plays in playoff history. Let's talk about what happened, although I wouldn't fault Saints fans for looking away. Obviously, Williams deserves some of the blame, although it's not incomprehensible. His tackle attempt was designed to get underneath Diggs and flip him over, which would have brought the Vikings receiver down inbounds with five seconds left and no timeouts ending the game. If Williams played it more conservatively and allowed Diggs to catch the ball before pushing him out of bounds, Diggs would likely have gone out of bounds around the 33-yard line, which would have given the Vikings a 50-yard field goal to win it. I think Williams was too aggressive, obviously, but you can understand at least part of why he felt it was so important to bring Diggs down in bounds. Well, it didn't work. And the one thing, I never got to play organized football because my mother wouldn't she wouldn't sign. Because I, I assume you still have to sign for your children to play sports in, in school. Yeah. yeah. I would she, think so. Yeah, she wouldn't do it. She said, no, I'm not having you play football and end up crippled. Those were her exact words, so... That was several years ago, but um, but but I played enough football to to know that you don't ever look at the ground ever. Do you know what I'm shocked by? What that you didn't forge her signature, <laughs> knowing how you were as a child. Kind of negative. <laughs> I, I, I'm leaning very negative uh, from that uh, comment. Uh, you know. So you know it's. You know it would be possible. But, Did you consider it? Tevin, you played uh, high school and college football, didn't you? Yep, yep. Okay, do you ever look at the ground? No, the first rule is, yeah, keep your head up. I, I hated playing defense, but now I even knew that, yeah, you got to see what you're hitting, otherwise you're going to look like Marcus Williams. <laughs> That's kind of cool. So what do you mean you hated playing defense? Why did you hate playing defense? I hated, I don't know, I was more of an offensive player, liked scoring touchdowns, hated tackling people that were yeah. much much bigger than me so i played corner and the rare instances that the ball ran outside my to my side i'd man up and attempt to make a tackle but it wasn't it usually wasn't pretty it was not a aren't good you defender. pretty big for a college college cornerback well no i played wide receiver in college when well, college you played wide receiver yep. okay because i was gonna say man you'd have been a big corner in college no. yeah they i would have probably had to switch to like safety if i could tackle what is the? <laughs> if you could tackle. What's the longevity for receivers? Uh, I mean, well, it um, depends. Yeah, it depends. In today's game, you can probably play for quite a long time because you can't really get blown up over the middle like you used to be able to. I remember growing up watching like John right. Lynch play safety and just absolutely take people's heads off. Yeah. But now it's yeah, unless you unless you have like a knee injury or a or a freak head injury on an illegal hit, you can probably play. I don't know. There's guys that play like 13 years. Running back is still the most uh, delicate of the positions, aren't they? Don't oh, they for only, sure. on average, last about three and a half to four years? Yeah, because they take a beating every time they touch the ball. Even when they don't touch the ball, they're getting yep. hit. That's true. Even when they don't touch the ball, they have to block, which means, well, unless you're Adrian Peterson, of course. That's he never true. threw a block in his life. <laughs> or caught a pass in his life. Or no. didn't fumble in a big situation in his life. Yeah, thank God we didn't have him. To fumble the yeah, game away yeah. against the Saints like he did in 09. <sighs> I loved him until he hit his kid with a stick. Before that, I loved him. I thought he was wonderful. So, I don't know. I, I, we, we were talking a great deal this morning about about this game uh, yesterday, watching it last night with Catherine, and how I was elated. I was very, very happy this morning when I woke up. I got a call from a friend of mine at 2 o'clock in the morning, and I forgot to turn the ringer off my phone. <laughs> Thanks so much for that. Two o'clock in the morning. Hey, Tom, what do you think of this? What do you think of the game? You need to talk about this tomorrow morning on the show. <laughs> yeah, good. It's two o'clock in the morning. Thanks for calling. Thank you so much. So I, you know, kind of drifted in and out of sleep after that for the rest of the night. But I, I, I woke up this morning and I was very happy, you know, kind of excited the Vikings won. But I was also just worn out. That thing was emotionally very wearing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You hit all of the... All the emotions last night from 
thinking we're going to run away with it in the first half to slowly watching them crawl back in and thinking this is just like every other year. And then, yep. yeah, Diggs re-energizing the whole stadium, the whole state, and scoring a touchdown. Well, the one thing I observed yeah. from this, and, and this was when we were down 21-20. to 20. And, again, I, I'm just clicking to a different browser in my computer to watch this on NFL.com. But I'm thinking, you know what, the Vikings are going to come back, but they're not going to play the win. They're going to play, I mean, play for a touchdown. They're going to play for a field goal. I, 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 you know, you get what you can get, right? But I just had this feeling that, sure, we're going to get that field goal, but they're just going to come back and kick another one because they're going to have enough time. I don't know. That's the sort of defeated feeling you get after being yeah. through a lifetime of this stuff, you know? And it has been a lifetime since I was nine years old. Right, right. I mean, and me too. I mean, I, I, I you know, told Tom, I... I I saw them lose three of the four. I don't remember the 1969 Chiefs loss, but the other ones I vividly recall. So, yeah. Yeah, no question about it. I, uh, you're right. This game was just another one of those, hey, we're up 17 to nothing. We got a chance to go up 20 to nothing. As soon as he missed that field goal, I went, oh, no. <laughs> we could have gone up by almost three touchdowns, and he missed it. Here it comes. See, I rationalized I, out of that one because their guy missed one. So I thought, okay. It yeah. kind of cancels each other out. I mean, could, they could have easily been up, you know, three closer to us. So I didn't, I didn't look at it that way. But yeah, in retrospect, you get near to the end of the game, you start thinking, yeah, he should have, he should have made that one. The one that really upset me, though, we're up seventeen to seven, and then Keenum throws that quack and duck up in the air. <laughs> what was he thinking? That was the worst thing. I, I seriously, uh. I was just stunned. My my jaw dropped to the floor. See, that's the bad play that will be forgotten, though. The last bad yep, play by right. the Saints, um, if he would have made that play, they would have come back at Keenum saying, why did you throw that pass? But lucky for him, somebody else made another bad play or attempt at a play, and there you go. i got to tell you something. I'm looking at the picture, the still picture of Stephon Diggs going up to catch that pass. He looks like he's about his feet are about four feet off the ground. Yeah, <laughs> God, he got up in the air. Well, the athleticism of the guy. I mean, think about that yep. coming down, not going out of bounds, which again wouldn't have been an entirely bad thing. But just the fact that he came in with his feet in bounds and then he reaches down to prop himself with the hand. God, that was amazing athleticism. You know. Yep, you know, it was. It was indeed so much fun to watch. But it did seriously it. We took, like I said, four and a half hours of calls this morning from KQ Morning Show listeners who said the same thing. I am just worn out. I'm really tired. I'm really, really happy. But it just takes, if you're a lifelong Viking fan, they suck the energy out of you every year. <laughs> it's true. Don't they? Yep. They do. They do. Just, uh, it was meant to be. That's why it. everybody's got it. The, most people have today off. It just lined up. Yeah, most people. Yeah, most people except for people. Although some radio people took the day off. Why would you take today off if you're on the radio? Everyone's taking today off. So why would you take any day off if you're on the radio? That's true. You're not working. Yeah, it's not even work. It's just so, talking, right? You know. It's not what you tell us. <laughs> we will be right back, Tom Bernard Show. I'm Brad Huckle, president of North American Banking Company. Ask one of our bankers what they love about business banking. They always say the relationship with a client. Case in point, True North Oral Surgery and Implants is a longtime customer with a growing practice. Their banker, Julie Marshall, knows the ins and outs of what they do. So when they need working capital, an equipment loan, or funds for expansion, they call Julie. Are you looking for a banker you can count on? Give us a call. This is Tom. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Hi, this is Tom. If you spend any time at the lake, you can relate to hanging out on the dock with family and friends. Let Flow enhance your experience with their rock-solid dock systems. You see, Flow's passion to invent a better way to make life easier comes through in every product they make. Flow boat lifts are a breeze to level using a cordless drill with their patented Easy Level system. Flow is about making things easy, meaning you have more time to enjoy being at the lake. Isn't that why you go there in the first place? See for yourself why they've been perfecting leisure time since 1983. Visit Flow at the Minnesota Sportsman Show at River Center in St. Paul, January 18th through the 21st. Be sure to ask for the show special where, with a qualified purchase, you'll receive a free three-piece furniture set or free wireless remote. And mention you heard this ad on KQ for an additional $50 off a dock or lift system. To find out more about Flow Systems, visit their website at floeintl.com. 
Flow Docks and Lifts, a better way. You know, it's kind of really nice and sprightly, the music you're playing today. Sprightly? Sprightly. <laughs> sprightly. Don't you think? He's skipping around. Oh, yeah. Whee! I've been called sprightly uh, more times than I can count in my life. Yeah, but Melina, have? I don't know if he can pass for sprightly. Yeah, no. you're not very sprightly. <laughs> no. <Nope. laughs> uh, I love this. Joe from Louisville says, I have today off because it's MLK Day, another union-negotiated holiday. Well, yeah. Well, they're doing a good job for you then. Everybody should take off MLK Day, including me. Well, that's kind of up to you, but... True. Mm, it really isn't. We can tell the radio station to deal. To shove it? I just tell them to shove it. Exactly. Leave me alone. What are they going to do? What time is uh, Kostaki coming on? In Very soon. zero minutes. I don't is... know if he's actually on, but he's scheduled for right now. I bet he can't even speak. No. Oh, oh yeah. Is Atlanta, Atlanta Falcon? Well, and he just finished up. He just finished up the weekend at Acme, yep. right? Yeah. So yeah. he's done a bunch of shows and. Big baby. Yeah. <laughs> Get to work. Well, you know, and so then, there's uh, skull uh, if he's coming on, I'll I'll take off. But uh, man, what a day! What a day! It's pretty crazy. What so. hell of a day! Woo! All right, Timmy. Go take a nap. Well, I got a lot of work to do, but yeah, I'm I'm too tuned up anyway to take a nap. No way. All right. Well, everybody have a great week, and Tommy, I'll talk with you Thursday. Sounds good, Tim. All right. Thank you. Tim Lammers, ladies and gentlemen. Tim Lammers on the KQ Morning Show on Thursdays on this show on Mondays. And Kostaki Konomopoulos, who never works. Oh, that was not Kostaki. That wasn't Kostaki? No. Well, uh, both lines are tied up, so he probably was trying to get through and it was busy. So I had to free up oh, a line. I, see. I understand. So we need him to get through. Do we have a caller? Uh, we have Magoo. Or did you just... Magoo, what's up? Tommy, we did it. Can't we did it, Magoo. We did it. We, it's all true, it's Magoo. Un- it's, un- it's just unbelievable. I was... Uh, <laughs> I, I'm still so emotional. I don't know. I guess I, I have to turn in my man card. Um, <laughs> You're tearing up a little bit. Yeah, uh, I, I was. I'm down here, downtown Philadelphia, delivering, watching, watching the game on my phone, and uh, you know, same with you. I kept saying the second half, no, no, they're doing, oh no, but you know, no. holy cripes. Um that last play, you know, I got my Viking sweatshirt on. I'm sitting in my truck watching the game. That when Diggs caught that ball and ran it in, I uh, I, I jumped out of the truck and was running around the loading dock area, which is right off of uh, Christopher Columbus and uh, Noble Avenue. And there was I, 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 there was some. Philadelphia people, you know, that Philadelphia hats on, came over to me and gave me a hug. I couldn't believe it. Two, four people, two, they're couples, and they said, unreal game, uh, congratulations, you know, and I'm just stunned, and they told me good luck next week. Uh, this morning I checked in here in uh, Vineland, New Jersey, wearing my Viking stuff, Philadelphia Eagles, we're all uh, congratulating me and wishing me good luck next week. And the whole time I keep thinking, geez, I thought Philadelphia Eagle fans were ruthless. But they're That's all being very uh, complimentary and, uh, uh, you know, giving me, you know, uh, good lucks and stuff like that. So, um, but, Well, that's yeah, nice. Just, that's nice to hear. Yeah, it, you know, it's amazing. You know, I should have took a picture of an Eagles fan hugging me. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't count on that holding up. By the way, I, I would not necessarily count on the the uh, brotherly love, the city of brotherly love, uh, sticking with you at game time. That's all I'm saying. Game time, things might change a little bit. 
probably so, but we did it. I just, you know, this don't happen to us, does it, Tommy? No. Last second throw. I don't know how to feel. uh, No, I know. I know exactly (laughs) what you're saying because I thought for sure. Well, we all thought we had lost that game. But, again, I just keep reminding people, no matter what happens, we're 17 games into it. And we didn't see any of this coming. No one saw this coming. So that's the great part of it. Baruch. All right. Well, I'm gonna load up. Uh, I'm gonna load up my grapes and bring them back to you guys. So uh, let's one more game. I can't. I, I, I really. He fell apart uh, on me. <laughs> he just passed <laughs> out from up. all the emotions. I know. I know exactly how that's, Magoo feels. It's very emotional. Very crazy. No, you know I, the worry that I have that Alex is going to turn on the television. Thank no, you very I'm much. not going <laughs> anywhere near. I'm not checking the score on my phone. I'm not doing anything. So you cancel your cable. So you just it's not even. <laughs> well, not even enough. Uh, yeah, I just no. I have enough self control to not. The only reason I looked at it yesterday is because I was sitting there and it was right in front of my face. And I was like, I'll just look at the score. And that was the worst thing I could have done, uh, apparently. You should check yeah, out the cover of the New, or- New Orleans uh, newspaper. Uh, expletive, 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 I bet. They were not happy. <laughs> but you know what? Uh, it kind of makes up for what, uh, what happened all those years ago when the New Orleans Saints were just way out of line with the way they were hammering on Brett Favre. Oh, yeah. And the officials did nothing about it. So that wasn't the that was the NFC championship game. This was not, but uh, that look, game that you're talking about would have made their win last night all oh, the, much worse. No, it would have right. really it would have it would have made it much worse. Melt up the place. But <laughs> I, I just I, honestly, it's a situation. Did you see? By the way, the Vikings are a three and a half point favorite at Philadelphia. Yeah, nobody has faith in Nick Foles. Or the Eagles. Well, did you see what uh, we not having to kick the extra point did all the better or all the bets in Vegas because oh, of the, no. the no, five point spread? Terrible. Oh. oh no! So everybody, so no money was paid out. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to go to the real source, the man who knows everything. Well, apparently, we're not. <laughs> I'm sorry to hear. I'm sorry to hear that call didn't go through. But you know, what the hell? <laughs> Kostaki Economopolis, how are you? Congrats, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. What a story. Get some of your joy on me, would you? This is awesome. <laughs> no, we're not going to do that because you're depressed as hell yet again. It's no, shocking. it's all right. It's, uh, the Falcons are like the flu. They can't hurt me again for uh, several months. <laughs> uh-oh, uh-oh, that's true. Uh-oh. That's another thing that happened. Kostaki was in Minneapolis this weekend. Do you think Loved that that it. had something to do with our win? Yes, Wait, I'm a good, I'm your think... good luck charm. Uh oh. Wait, when did you fly out? Fly back. Yeah. I, I flew back to New York uh, late Sunday morning. Well, can you be back oh. by Sunday? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying to recreate to everything that everybody did. So I can take a train to Philly. Does that help? No. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> the opposite. I would give them luck. What a great game, huh? That was crazy. Yeah, it was really <laughs> wonderful to have a heart attack about 75 <laughs> times in the second half because we were so horrendous. Right? I thought that, oh, too. Oh, God. I, is the yeah. woman, is the 100-year-old woman that gave the tickets to still alive? Does anybody know? <laughs> yep. Millie. There's, yeah. there's hashtag Millie. Yeah, Millie. Yeah, get her to Philly. Yeah, Millie she got to get her to Philly because yeah. she got tickets <laughs> She got tickets to the Super Bowl from the NFL. Yeah, she, yeah, she did. Of course, she had you know, was wonderful. tickets. For her hundredth birthday, should you, should you surprise anyone in any way <laughs> yeah. for her hundredth birthday? Yeah. No, no surprises. Good for her. What and cool uh, as w- as was sent over to the KQ Morning Show, we just hope the game's not sudden death over time. <laughs> 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 that's, really, that's really nice. That's nice. Good God. No, Millie. Uh, I love the fact that she's so secure in her uh, in her life, and and she's so happy that her hair never turned gray. <laughs> I think it was wonderful that Millie has dark brown hair at 99 years old. Apparently, some people actually do. Yeah, they, some people, they, they never do yeah, go their gray. Their hair just never goes gray. 
I don't think that's a deal with Millie, but... Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't know about 99. <laughs> I think after a certain point, it has to happen, and 99 is probably past that point. Mm, yeah, probably <laughs> true. Probably. Probably past that point. Probably. I saw a reporter yesterday on the news. I can't remember what channel. Was it CNN or Fox or MSNBC or whatever? But there was a, a reporter on there, and she was... She looked to be in her 70s, former reporter and still does news commentary. She was wearing a wig, and I'm not joking when I say her wig made her look like the lead singer for Flock of Seagulls. <laughs> <laughs> it was that she might have, bad. That, that wig might be from the 70s. Yeah, uh, it could be. Yeah. I saw my first blue hair like oh. a week ago. Oh, did you? <laughs> yeah, apparently some people are still, some old ladies are still dyeing their hair blue for whatever reason. Oh, oh. how sweet. But like, like they think, I wonder if it's like they can't see blue anymore <laughs> because it's like you know why why blue it's a, such a weird thing why blue i don't know i do know that clothes uh whitening clothing whatever the hells what do you call them clothes whiteners bluing agents well Bleach. yeah clothes whiteners have blue yeah. in them because yeah. a very very faint blue makes things look whiter so I think that they see that blue as a faint, that faint, whereas yeah, us youngsters see it as it really is. Uh, we youngsters. I'm glad you put a lot of thought into this. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, we youngsters. <laughs> yes. Now, for all you youngsters, Ed Sullivan. You don't get the fucking references like you used to. That's, uh, that's a good one. No, you really don't. I think they'll be coming back, given how some... <laughs> These like giant, <laughs> enormous, curly bangs are back in fashion, yes, and they, they look are? so stupid. Curly yeah, like bangs. seriously, flock of seagulls bangs—they're back. I, yeah. I did not know the that. Flock of seagulls bangs they are, are back. back. It's insane. Well, that's a good thing. Ladies and gentlemen, Kostaki Economopolis Quick Snaps back with us. He was just in town, but then he's coming to town in two weeks. So, <laughs> that's right. or is it three? No, three weeks. Well, a little less than three weeks. Yeah, about two and a half. Three-ish, right? That's right. What a crazy! I was. I was going bananas. I was so rooting for the Vikings, and then my heart was breaking. And then I'm like, "Yeah, hey, it was so what a crazy roller coaster." Were you watching in floor? Were you at home watching? Yeah. In- yeah. Okay. Yep. We were watching it. Catherine and I were watching it together, and and uh, was very touching when when Stefan Diggs caught the ball and ran into the end zone. Catherine yelled at the top of her lungs, and then I looked over and she was all teary eyed. She was happy great. for her husband. That's it was wonderful. Nice. No, I, I I like watching good. Football. Yeah. I don't right. like watching sucky anything. I'm sorry. I don't like bad theater, bad movies, bad yeah. sports. Unless it's so bad that it's like you are in, yeah. uh, you're in, yeah. you're mystified the entire time. Right. Yeah. So the Vikings, like, I just can't, bad? I can't hang with the Vikings. I haven't been able to do it. Did well, we, sorry. Did we name this thing? Is it the Minnesota Miracle? Is that what they're calling it? The Minneapolis Minnesota Miracle, miracle exactly. Or Minneapolis, Minneapolis Miracle. Call right. it the Miracle on Ice. Yeah, no, it, that's it, not it's it. inside. It should be the Miracle near ice, right? <laughs> it's the ice adjacent miracle. I looked it up. The U.S. Bank Stadium is between 4th and 6th Street. They could call it the Miracle on 4th Street. It's perfect. Ah, uh, I like it. It's you know, great ending for the Vikings, finally. The last Viking miracle was that nobody killed Blair Walsh two years ago. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. that's a fact. And who was Marcus Williams that. tackling there? Manti Teo's girlfriend? What's that? <laughs> <laughs> the imaginary. <laughs> I like the imaginary take on it. So didn't that she turn out to be technically real, but it was a guy doing a character or something? Yes. Oh, was that someone public, else? That's the publicly released story, yes. That's uh, so Uh-oh. we're thinking that that was just a, yeah. a cover up, maybe. Mm-hmm. I for think his that. Lies. I don't. That no one has. No one has proven that my theory is right. But he's a super handsome kid who was a virgin and an absolute monster stu- superstar football player at Notre Dame. And right. I don't think he's straight. There's no way that's a straight kid. <laughs> He might, be, like, he might be he might be super religious or something. I don't care so at he's... all. I'm just saying that explains the crazy story, right? No, I know. Well, I, I, I think being the gay guy in the NFL locker room is going to have some repercussions. Right. Gay so he in goes the with imaginary no. girlfriend. It's no. <laughs> that's how bad yeah, it is to be exactly. gay in the NFL. <laughs> or be gay at Notre Dame. Oh, God. That this other story is better Dame. somehow. <laughs> 
super popular. Well, I think it, I think he might be like you know saving himself for marriage or something, but that's also something that's going to get you called names in the, today's the current climate. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Tim Tebow would definitely be in that in that uh, kettle of fish. Whoa, we, he got two Gatorade State Players of the Year in a row. Wow, yeah, phenomenal player. I can't even believe it. We will be right back. Kostaki didn't, Economopolis and Didn't quick pick snaps. up on that sarcasm, did you? Tom Bernard here. Hey, would you turn down a job that paid you thirty to $60,000 an hour? That's basically what you're doing if you don't attend the SellerWorkshop.com series this month, hosted by the Chris Lindahl team with REMAX Results. In about an hour, you'll learn how to potentially make thirty to $60,000 more on the sale of your home. Chris, why are you giving away the secret sauce? Uh, great question. If you love something, set it free, right? Seriously, I'm on a mission to help people make the money they deserve when they sell their home. Whether it's my team or someone else, the fact is the world has changed when it comes to home selling. Yet people are still doing it the traditional way and leaving tens of thousands of dollars on the table. It drives you crazy when people do it wrong, doesn't it? I just hate seeing people lose money. At the SellerWorkshop.com series, you'll learn the methods we've developed at the Chris Lindahl team that have made us the number one REMAX results team in the nation. You walk out with all the tools you need to make tons more money on your next home sale. And it's totally free. The seller workshops are happening January 29th through the 31st. Seating is limited. And trust me, they sell out fast. Visit sellerworkshop.com or call 763-401-SOLD. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. When you call Sabre for service, you'll get a certified technician that's an expert at diagnosing, repairing, and installing heating and air conditioning equipment. Sabre Techs give you the service you need, not the other stuff that you don't need. When you combine that with Sabre's A rating for customer service and the best equipment from Bryant, you get exactly what you need. So make the call to Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning today. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. Flock of seagulls, ladies and gentlemen, now reporting on CNN or Fox or wherever she was. I don't remember where she was. She was somewhere. In any case, Kostaki Economopoulos with us. Quick snaps. So, Kostaki, what do you think? I think this is great news. It's a fun story. I'm a Vikings fan now. The, the Vikings should be used to this. They're always home for the Super Bowl, right? They're getting ready for the home <laughs> Super Bowl. Well, that's, that's They've true. trained their whole lives for this. <laughs> You know, Kostaki, we talked about that this morning and the fact that the Vikings have never won the Super Bowl. The Gophers, last time they won the won the Big Ten in college football was 51 years ago. I was going to say, wow. that's not been um, since I've been around, yeah. The state of hockey have never won the Stanley Cup. The last time the NBA team, the Minneapolis Lakers, won uh, the NBA title was, I believe, 1955 or 56. And the Timberwolves haven't done a damn thing since then. <laughs> what was 1987? Didn't something big uh, happen in... 87 and 91, your uh-huh. Minnesota Twins won the World Series. Oh, that was the Twins, exactly okay. Right. Yep. So, Don't forget yeah, the links. Be kind of nice. Well, uh, Dynasty. The, uh, yeah, Dynasty. you're welcome, I love it. girl power. They survived, and they're, and they're favorites in Philly. That's awesome. In, uh, yeah. in the third quarter, uh, I heard everyone in your state got a text that said, Ballistic Breeze Threat Inbound to Minnesota. <laughs> Seek immediate shelter. This is not a drill. <laughs> what but, was that all about? <laughs> That's a crazy story. <laughs> is that in Hawaii? Is that where it took place? Yeah. That was in right. Hawaii, wasn't it? It was Hawaii. Yes, there's a ballistic missile coming right at you. Oh, thank you. Thanks so much. In Minnesota? I don't know. No, uh, not Yeah, Minnesota. that's true. So the Vikings hope <laughs> okay. that... That'd be a uh, very strange... They really just, their oh, defense yeah. is so good. They just need a game manager, a quarterback. You guys are hoping that Keenum is Gaelic for Dilfer at this point, right? <laughs> oh, Trent Dilfer, he won the Super Bowl. Right, that's what I'm saying. He doesn't have to be yeah, absolutely. one of the best, you know, quarterbacks of all time. He just has to be, you know. The Vikings were so successful, Trump said he would start accepting immigrants from Sweden and Finland as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good news. That's, that's great news uh, for none of these the United States. football countries. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. And I kind of like that the Jaguars won, right? I think that's kind of a fun yep. story too. Jacksonville went up twenty-one nothing, and despite playing at Heinz Field, the Steelers weren't able to catch up. Huh? 
I'll see myself. Oh, God. <laughs> see? <laughs> he said Heinz and Heinz, and then he said ketchup. <laughs> you see? The, the Steelers yes, got a penalty see? for illegal touching on an onside kick. Same as Matt Lauer. Illegal touching, I believe, was <laughs> I believe that's what it was. Yes, absolutely. Oh, the dog Actually, Jude joke. got mad. Yeah, yeah. Jude got mad at you for telling that joke. Okay, Jude. I know it's a, the joke sucked. Okay, Jude. Down. <laughs> that's what you want to hear. It's the guy yelling at the dog. Great. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that was a good joke. I was lying to the dog. <laughs> So it all works out in the end. Here's something I never thought I'd say end. as a Falcons fan. I'm jealous of the Jaguars' play calling. I felt like they were they were really played well and had some great choices and plays all the way all the way through. It was, well, they did score 45 points, man. That's some uh, pretty brilliant play calling. No kidding. I'm amazed by that. Um, yeah. So we'll see what happens. My team's my team lost. Um, the Falcons were up 10-9 to 9 for a big stretch. A one-point lead for the Falcons is like being down 20, so we knew that wasn't going to work out. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to Julio Jones on, on that play, the final you know, play of the he game? He fell down and got all discombobulated, I guess. Yeah, that, yeah, he did. I guess. I, that's what it appeared to be anyway. He just I fell mean, down and then couldn't figure out what was going on. The play prior made me mad because it's third down and nine. Don't throw a mm-hmm. seven-yard pass. What are you doing? No, I know. I know. That's Why? my least favorite play in football when you're, whatever it is, third and 15. Don't throw it 12 yards. It's pointless. I uh, couldn't agree with you more. I really, I don't know why they do it. The one thing the Vikings better get away from, and I'm very serious about this first down, let's run left into the line. Every first down, they ran the ball left into the line. Why? Yeah, they don't, they're trying to protect that quarterback. They don't want to get too much exposure. He did have some terrible passes. Oh, but that last he one did. was so beautiful. It was crazy. I it can't believe gorgeous. that worked. What was the plan? Catch it there and run out of bounds, right? Or get the yeah, get the pass interference? I think so, yeah. Ticket? yeah. And then, you know, miss the field goal and lose a game. Yeah, that was right. the plan. <laughs> right. Tradition. <laughs> it's tradition, yes. We do that quite often. Honestly, here. I was just waiting so for we... the flag for a flag to pop up. Yep. I was just waiting for it. I was oh, like, oh, here they, we go. Well, they, wait, right. they did throw a flag when yeah. he yeah. launched his helmet across <laughs> the field. <laughs> they did. Yeah, I thought that too. So if it's a walk-off score, then you can do whatever the hell you want. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently yeah, so. I guess. Or that digs would be trampled. Yeah. Right. They got to fire uh, Sarkeesian. Enough with this guy, the, the offensive coordinator for the Falcons. No team that good getting turnovers should only score 10 points. That's ridiculous. Well, but let me I only ask know you a question three things about, about Sark, and one of them is that he has a drinking problem. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yep. man. Why is that the That's guy cold. we hired? His name is Cuddy Sark. Why is that guy in charge of our offense? <laughs> Uh, well, that's true. It's a good point. It is a very good point. Keith Jackson was rooting for the Falcons, but he took the easy way out. <laughs> oh, poor Keith. He's 89. Too dark. I love Keith Jackson. That's not. I don't mean the disrespect to him. He was great. He was definitely the voice Whoa, of college football when I was a kid. Yeah, right. Yes, he was. He was in the block of the Eagles voice of era. <laughs> he was the voice yes. of college football. You're absolutely right. So I don't know what's more painful, rooting uh, for the Falcons or rooting against the Patriots. It was a tough Saturday for me. <laughs> I, can, can we stop with the Patriots thing? It's been seven years in a row they played in the FC Championship game. Can we seven years in a row. With the Patriots and, and then this year they got a bye, and then they only have to beat the Titans and Jaguars to get to the Super Bowl. Like, yeah. I know. You soul-selling some bitches. <laughs> I <know. laughs> Well, that's a little, that's slightly harsh. Too much? I'm tired of them. I know. I'll tell you what, a lot of people think that the Jaguars are going to beat them. I'm not one of them, but uh, a lot of people think There's the Jaguars no win that game. Way. Uh, they, I think the Jaguars are built in a way that if they get the really good Bortles, they could win. Because they're going to really, they're going to torture Tom Brady with that defense. Yeah, that defense is. So, yeah. Either way. You know, Vikings or Jaguars, you got two good defenses the Patriots have to get through, presuming it's not the Eagles somehow. So, at least Yeah, that. exactly. At least Oh, that. now that I'm thinking of it, by the way, um, the Vikings play the late game on Sunday. 
Is that right? Uh, it's 540, 5.40 Central time, which means the game will not be over until uh, at least 9, 9.30, which means I won't be able to go to sleep till about 10.30. Maybe 11 o'clock. So if somebody calls me at 2 o'clock in the morning again <laughs> next Monday morning, I'm going to track you down. I'm, I'm setting an alert in my phone right now for that. <laughs> <laughs> call Tom. Multiple call calls to Tom Barnard. This morning. Uh, what are you doing calling me at 2 o'clock in the morning on a Monday? Look at that. You don't want to know who it was. You don't know. Uh, here, I'm, here's my impression of him. It's Tom, you awake? Uh, he probably yeah, won't uh, remember calling you is what you're saying. Oh, there's no way you'll remember calling. <laughs> if it helps, uh, I didn't get a whole lot of sleep either. Why not? I had one of the worst headaches of my life, and I don't know why. Oh, I because... think it's because the Vikings won. No. Yes, that's why. <laughs> it was like a psychic disturbance, and I, yeah. I felt it. <laughs> I did see some people on my way here who were clearly Southern and clearly extremely drunk. <laughs> I'm thinking they were... From New Orleans, and we're not uh. happy. <laughs> because okay. possibility. Yeah. yeah New or- Either way, I, I, you're getting drunk in New Orleans. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think, happy, I, not happy. I think there were a lot of With Louisiana. Yeah. What are they, Louisianians? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Louisianians. <laughs> Sounds stupid, but I think that's correct. <laughs> now, that'll do it. That'll do it. That'll work. Hey, Andy, when Tom no goes question. to pee at some point today, just sneak into his phone and set a bunch of alarms for early Monday morning. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah, I could call him because I'm still uh, up at that time. Oh, please don't. He'll lose his mind. <laughs> I have to live with him. Well, uh, how smart am I? I didn't even turn my ringer off. Why the hell didn't I turn my ringer off? I should have known better. Uh, turning your ringer off during when you're asleep is, I don't know, because it could be like you could get a missile threat. From North Korea? Mm-hmm. No, that's true. Turn it. Turn, <laughs> you're not <laughs> disturb on. That's what I. That's do. helpful. I'm pretty sure no one yeah. in Minnesota got any sleep last night. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, too busy crying. Yeah. Tears of yes. joy. I'm so happy for you tears guys. Tears of joy. Let's not let's not stumble over Nick Foles at this point. <laughs> oh God! <clears throat> Don't think, even think of it. What, think of the four quarterbacks that are left: Brady, Bortles, I know. Keenum, and Foles. <laughs> A, I know. It's a who's who of who the F is who. <laughs> That's a crazy list of quarterbacks. Sounds like a bad law firm in West Palm Beach, Florida. <laughs> I think we should just go over Mom's Facebook feed from last night. That proves she's the most fair weather fan in the whole history oh, of the I universe. I I am, I am totally... The fair most weather. fair weather. So she Absolutely. posts a picture of dad. Tom found the, the boat. boat. He says boat. he oh, wants the boat. if yeah, the Vikes funny. win the Super Bowl. It's a purple and gold boat. And then yes. Vikes are looking good. Must be the lucky boat. The Vikings <laughs> let it go in the second half. Boat no good. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> then wrong. Boat is magic. Win. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Elite football mind. So, there you yeah, go. This is, you should be hired by K-Fan locally. No, you should be hired by uh, Univision or whatever this was. <laughs> what does Sava Sava mean? Sava, it's good. It's good. Oh, it's I think good. he was saying Sava. Yeah, because Savaz is French. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I thought that too. Yeah. Uh, well, French? It's got to yeah. be the Savaz same. Savaz is a French word. So I wonder if Sergio Savaz is like, there he, there he goes. Or something yeah. to that. No, I'm going to tune into that guy. Go. I mean, he's. I take him over PA or Joe Buck. Yeah, him and uh, Sergio Dip can do the sideline. Yeah. <laughs> sideline reporting. Sergio Dip. Do, do yeah. you remember the. What? <laughs> you guys don't remember the. Is this like. English is clearly not his Are first language, and they put him on Monday Night Football yeah. to do a yep. <laughs> to do a live oh, read, God. and yeah. it was the probably yeah. one of the worst, like funniest things that I've was, ever that heard. That was the opening weekend. That was yeah. Monday Night oh, Broncos that was game. Bad. He's and like, his name is Sergio Dip. Yeah, it was, yep. like, he was, <laughs> like, he was so bad. He's like the coach is having the time of his. Life. <laughs> if you just uh, if you Google it, it's the first. Uh, it's like one of the first links that shows up. I can't oh, play things uh, on my computer. It was, obviously. It was bad. Yeah, I'll get it. That's sad. yeah. This Poor is Mr. the one you're thinking of. Yeah, it, it, it sounds like they. He definitely wasn't expecting to do it, and then they were like, "Oh shoot, we need somebody to fill it." Bad 
It's a pleasure to be with you guys here on the field from up close, just watching Coach Vance Joseph from here. You watch him now on the screen. This diversity in his background is helping him a lot tonight. Quarterback at Colorado, defensive back in the NFL, and here he is having the time of his life. Having the time of his life. Diversity? He's trying to say he had like a lot of experience like coaching, playing, and and then the coach he's talking about is black, so that blackness helped him win. Yep. The extra Achilles. Oh god! Oh god! That was so magnificent. Well, it's like I said, in Mexico, they they call it like it is. Fat people are called the fat guy. Black people are probably called the black guy. Which, so there's your diversity well, in your background. Which brings me back Remember to right? earlier when we were trying to figure out what black people are called in Europe. They're called black people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, black people. They, they say, people. Becky yeah. said European. that calling them African anything is offensive. Yeah. Like what about African in general? I mean, like, if there was a person that came there from Africa, you'd call them African, but not just every black person is considered African. What about that um, soccer guy? Oh, yes. (laughs) That one soccer guy. Oh, him. He's he's different. What are you talking about? You've narrowed it down to four billion people. (laughs) Yeah, there's a few. Yeah, I thought when they mentioned the word diversity that Kasaki just hung up. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not getting involved in this. Forget it. He was explaining subtly how he got booked for that spot. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) Kostaki, a brilliant report today, I thought. Yeah, well, it's, you know, it's a lot of hoopla going on over there. I understand. uh, I'm jealous. I'm jealous. I'm excited for you guys. Let me see if I can get out on a joke here. Uh, Brady and Mariota had the largest ever age gap in starting quarterbacks in a playoff game, 40 and 24. Or as Charlie Sheen calls that, perfectly reasonable. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> How's his health? I don't anyway, know. You haven't heard from him lately. I don't either. You haven't heard a thing from him lately. Kostaki, always a pleasure, sir. Go Vikings! Woo! We'll talk soon, I guys. Like it. I like it. Kostaki Konomopoulos, quick snaps. We'll be right back. Tom Bernard Show.